follow the dildo vibrator convention all across America. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Dame DeLorean, Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, I am really high. I'm being baked. I'm being baked like a cake. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Till he's sick. Till he's sick. Are you sick? Tell you this piano is sick. It's sick, dude. Fucking sick, bro. Hey, welcome everybody. Episode 61 of Bull After Bull on a Tuesday night. Oh, uh, sick, Stewan. Oh, sick, Stewan. I Love see what it. you did there. I hey. like that. All right. <laughs> Can you it believe is... it's February 2nd? It is. 2021. 2 21. Groundhog Day. Cena's yeah. birthday. I heard that little brown uh, chipmunk thing saw his shadow. Well, the the Puxatawney film one did. Oh. And according to our Missouri ha- Department of Conservation, he has an accuracy rate of about 39%. Oh. <laughs> Highly um, reliable, I see. Not. DC, DC girl said they had a DC groundhog that did not see his shadow today. Oh, yeah. Wasn't he stuffed? I don't know. Like a taxidermy a groundhog? <laughs> I don't know about that. <sighs> There's a Staten Island Chuck... Uh, Conservation oh. Department said he's got a 70% accuracy rating. Okay. But the uh, Puxatani people call him an imposter. Yeah, Puxatani Phil, or however you say that, that's the groundhog I'm familiar with. Yeah. But I always thought it was strange that he would ever not go back in his hole with all those people standing around and cameras and stuff. Well, they like you know? pick him up and whisper, he whispers in their ear and shit. It's like a whole thing. Oh. It's like whoa. a whole thing. They grab him. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know that. Um, You know who has a better prediction rate than all of those? Who? Old Farmer's Almanac, 80% accurate. Oh, hell yeah. At predicting uh, long and or short winters. So there's uh everybody's all over the map, but it seems like the old farmers are the ones that have the shit down, know what they're talking about. Playing with my board here, I'm sorry. I noticed. Sliding up and down, everybody. Hey, <laughs> before we get too deep into the bowl, I want to thank some folks. Um, starting as always with No Debit who set up the Icecast stream. Woo! For, thank for you. Listening live, that's how you are hearing. The sultry sounds of our voices on the ice uh, on the ice cast stream. You can always join us in the bowl. Uh, we have a IRC chat room on zeronode.net. That's at the Bowl After Bowl channel. You can find all of that good stuff by going to bowlafterbowl.com. Clicking on the Listen Live button. We got links for days. Uh, also, of course, thanks to the folks that send us the great stuff that you hear all the time. Like uh, Dame Jennifer for our intro, Sir Seat Sitter for our wonderful voice jingle, 
uh, voice mail jingle, I should say, Fletcher, for a few different uh, spark one up voice overs that we have of him or voice isos, whatever the technical Stingers. term is. Stingers. I don't know that type of thing. We love it. Uh, we love all of our producers, and you can produce in so many ways. Like uh, Mr. Curry says, time, talent, and treasure. That's the way to do it. Uh, any combination or any one of the three. Yeah. We'll uh, just give back what we put out there. It's a value for value podcast, and so we're always thankful for all the contri- contributions that come in. Uh, we do have some people to thank for dollars and cents coming in as well. Actually, it's a record today. We have five producers. Woo! Beating last week's record. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everyone. Uh, starting with, and I'm just going to use a first name, but I wanted to pull the note up. Let me see. See, I got all this stuff ready before the show, and now it's like, ding, 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 ding. Is that because you have 22 tabs open? Uh, that's a part of the problem. Definitely part of the problem. Um, but, you know. You're a tabber. I am a tab. You're a tabber like Jen Saki. I'm a tab skank. (laughs) Here they are. (laughs) Here they are. Uh, Starting with, and, you know, I don't know about the docs policy or whatever, and sometimes people send donations in, and it's just got all kinds of personal info attached to it. Uh, But we didn't get a a screen name with this, so we just want to thank Jason. We'll just go on a first name. Um, If you, by the way, hear your donation and want to make corrections or send in a note or anything like that, feel free to email us. Uh, Spencer at bowl after bowl is mine. And, uh, yeah, or Lorian at bowl after bowl. You can email Lorian as well. And, uh, we'll read your note, but this is uh, a donation of 3369. All right. And that's from Jason. 6969. And his note says, I need to listen more. Uh, you could always listen more, but I think you listen just the right amount. Um, unless you need to listen more, you can always listen more. There's a backlog on uh, bullafterbull.com. I, I can't remember how far back I've posted. I need to get all of our old episodes up, but I'm slowly working on the trickle out. Just had my hands full, man. Full hands. Full hands. What can you say? Our next donation came in today from Gwiff, your king of Kent. Hey. Uh, Thank you. Gwiff, Gwiffy, over there in Kent, in the UK. Um, although he was on this Abs in a Six Pack recently. And I heard Chris pronounce it as Gwoof. And so, or Gwaf. So now there's Gwaf, Gwoof, and Gwiff. Whoa. Uh, but we all know him as the King of Kent, and we're very uh, thankful of his $33 contribution. Uh, moving down the list, Lavish came in. With a 10 bucks. Thank you, Lavish. Hey, thanks, Lavish. And you had a note. You had a note. I know he had a note. There's always notes, right? There's a shaker. Shake that note. <laughs> I'm putting it down, though, because it's irresponsible. Lavish says, in the bololo, son. Hey. Lavish. Uh, bong rips for Lavish. Oh yeah, get it deep. Deep, deep, deep. Deep. Oh, shit. Beautiful. Uh, the Reverend Cyber Trucker. Hey. He laid on a $5 donation to the bowl. Thanks, Reverend. 
He's got a note here. He says, Rev Cyber Trucker here. Shout out to Fionix. I'm glad you're enjoying Bowl After Bowl. Thank you guys for the show. Keep up the good work. ITM. Thank you. Thank you very much. And last but certainly not least, Mr. John Fletcher. All right, all right, all right. He actually signed up for a subscription. Ooh. $4.20 a month. Smoke weed every day. Hey. Thank you so much for that, Thanks, everyone. Fletch. Thank Thanks, you, Fletch. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Uh, couldn't do the show without you. And that's what keeps it going is the value return. So it's nice. It's kind of like a feedback loop. We love the value. Um, and we always are working on more ways to make it just easier and more fun to provide value. And uh, I do have a lightning update a little bit later in the show Woo-hoo! as well, which will be cool. Um, Super cool. Today was a special day. It was. It was our daughter's golden birthday. The golden birthday. Super golden birthday, I think, because she turned two, and it's February 2nd, so her age also matched the number of the month and date instead of just the date. Pretty good. And it's the 33rd day of the year. That's true. Which ought to be pointed out. Day 33 of 2021. Yes. She's so funny. She, uh, like, all she wanted for her birthday was a chocolate cake, and she was very insistent on it. And I was trying to push her towards an ice cream cake so I could just buy an ice cream cake. (laughs) And she was like, no, chocolate cake. And I was like, okay, uh, what kind of frosting? Chocolate frosting. I was like, come on, what about, like, strawberry frosting? No, chocolate frosting. I was like, okay. All chocolate, everything. All chocolate, everything, all the time. Yep. So we pulled it off. We had a great little day with her. Yeah, definitely. It was a blast. Yes, being two. a <laughs> good time. Hard to beat. Hard to beat. You were feeling that shit. And, man, I have been sleeping real good. Oh, yeah? I don't want to be a native ad, but we we got my pillows. <laughs> we did get my pillows. It's been a sleep changer for they real. They arrived last well, Wednesday, I think. Mm-hmm. It was like the day after the show. The day after the show. We went on Abs in a Six Pack, which, by the way, if you haven't checked that out, that's a fun one. We did a deep dive on JFK with our Mansur seat sitter, Chris, and talked all things uh, JFK. Uh, Noah was there as well. So it was a little foursome of JFK stuff, baby's first red pill. And the stuff that he brought, man, some of that stuff I had just never even... I've been a JFK guy since junior high school is when I first stumbled in that. And he had all kinds of stuff I hadn't heard. Yep, I learned so much. The show (laughs) is great, and it brought a lot of that. And then if you want to go even deeper, he compiled the JFK show notes. Yes. Which has all kinds of stuff on there. I mean, hours worth of video links, um, all kinds of different stuff. One of the funniest things was uh, Geraldo on his show had interviewed Jack Ruby's sister, who was like a pistol dude and a character. So that's definitely worth visiting, worth taking a look at. Um, good stuff. And we want to thank uh, want to thank Sir Seat Sitter for having us on there. Also wanted to talk about the future Bulls with Buds stuff. 
we want to roll a few of those out. So I think that uh, the next person to join us in the chair will be Sir Seat Sitter. But we have a couple of people uh, in the queue as well. So now that I'm getting done with my class this week, thank goodness, <laughs> uh, we'll have much more time to be able to do that kind of fun stuff like Bulls with Buds. Yeah, reclaiming our time. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So uh, that'll be good. Graduation on Fridays. Oh. And you get to like present your websites and stuff this week? Yep. Your uh, projects? Tomorrow is like a deployment day to where we're going to make sure everything's all hooked together and deployed. Uh, I finished my final project throughout this week and ready to launch. So I guess I think Thursday or Friday, one of the two will be a uh, presentation to depl- to em- potential employers and it'll be on freaking virtual Zoom. So oh. see how that goes. Yeah. Um, I think my stuff does stand out in a visual sense. Just uh, looking at everyone's stuff. Um, not to brag. <laughs> well, it's not, it's just kind of, it's not even necessarily a brag. It's just kind of what my skill set is. It's not necessarily in the code and logic. Although, like, I can look all that stuff up and get all that stuff. But what I intuitively have training in more so I guess is the is the visual aspect. So that's what I tried to really lean on was like what I know. Yeah. So it's got a little bit about Adobe stuff on there and that's part of my elevator pitch too is kinda like that I came from journalism and multimedia world and Yeah, you have a lot of graphic design skills. Trying to trying to make that kind of roll over into the rest of the development uh skill set so yeah i think it's a nice bonus it's for me like it's almost it's almost a curse rather than a blessing just from my perspective in that when i'm building out an application like i try to get it looking right and then working right so sometimes that kind of puts roadblocks that i don't need uh ideally you want like a mvp a, a minimum viable product before you go making it look pretty you want it to work yeah but the way my brain works i'm just like well i want this to like look right and then i'm gonna click through it and see how it works and get it working Mm. i don't know but what if you break i mean i feel like you're more prone to break stuff if you do it like that rather than just laying out the functionality and then making it pretty in my experience you're gonna break it either way oh and so for me like once it's broken it's still like looking nice when you're unbreaking it and rebreaking it and all of that. So I don't know. That's just that's just kind of how I do it. Yeah. I think that most coders that I've met uh, work the other way. Oz Tanan says he works the other way. Make it work, then make it pretty. And it's probably something that I'll have to work on, honestly, as a coder, is like focusing on functionality first, and then what you want it to look like. Then like all of the different views, but. I do love the styling. It's just kind of yeah. like where the world I come from. So Well, I had fun going through your sites that you were building last night. Or uh, the one site. I don't know what you call it. It's a job, little, like, a job board. Coffee shop yeah. with all that jazz. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a fully functional store. <laughs> it does have a store. So there's like a storefront and then a separate project is the job board for it. So yeah, the job board is just like a application where users can make accounts 
It gives them a role of applicant, and then they can apply for any jobs. Then managers have a different role, and managers can review the applications and accept them or reject them. Today I built out logic that once they accept or reject an application, or any time the status of an application changes, it automatically generates and sends an email to that guy that applied, or gal, and uh, just gives them a little bit of basic information about what's going on. We've received your resume. Or like, hey, you got the job. Exactly. That's cool. Or unfortunately you didn't, but we keep your application on file for six months. All that kind of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. The gentle fuck you. (laughs) Another thing that was kind of optional I baked in was um, for the delete functionality, managers can't delete the application for six months from the application date because a lot of places have some sort of a policy where they keep applications on file for a certain amount of time. So I just said for six months, like you can't delete it and the delete button disappears until six months after the application date. And then, it'll, and then it'll allow you to delete it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But the admin can do anything. Basically, you always have like an admin role and they can create and delete and edit and destroy and all kinds of stuff because <laughs> they're the admin. So they supposedly know what they're doing. And so are these like bonus goodies you put into your project or were these like part of the minimum requirements? The minimum requirement just was uh, for a one one click apply. Basically when the user has all of their information put in and their resume uploaded, then if they're looking at the job list, they'll click on it, see a description and then just click apply and it just sends their resume and all their info to the manager. They don't have to do anything else. They don't have to fill out any forms. They just click one button. So that was like the main requirement. And then the secondary main requirement was to have it like all mobile responsive so that it works on a phone. And you can do it all from your phone. So that was kind of cool too. That's fun. Yes. So my next projects upcoming, uh, number one after I graduate, will be to redo the Bowl After Bowl website totally. I don't know what that will look like exactly, but... A couple of things that we want uh, include some sort of a member uh, functionality where you can have a login if you want to, but also you can like go and stream the audio and listen to the show and get in the bowl chat all anonymously. Um, we want to try to migrate off the OnlyFans and into the bowl too. Yeah. So I'm looking into how to make that work and do like the permissions and memberships and stuff like correctly still. Another thing I want to do is some sort of, well, several, some sort of podcasting apps, but uh, all with that podcasting 2.0 in mind, the uh, lightning payment systems actually had a surprise call with Dave and Adam today. Uh, I didn't even know it was coming up, but. On podcastindex.social, I got a message, just like a bunch of people were tagged in it saying, hey, there's a, we're having our Zoom call at noon today. I was like, oh, cool. I'm glad, I'm glad you include me on this thing. So luckily my lunch lined up right. I was a little late back to class, but worth it. happy <laughs> to miss about a half hour of class for that. That was pretty cool. Um, and there was several people on the call. DC Girl was on the call. Aww. Uh, I think she's playing with doing a new show with a another co-host about different issues. Like I think one of the things she mentioned was homelessness, okay. uh, but a few different issues and she wants to 
do what we've talked about a little bit, which was like having a, an option to raise money for s- different charities per episode and things like that. Oh, neat. Um, but the meeting, what, what was really exciting was this service that they discovered kind of recently called Ellen Pay. Ellen Pay. Ellen Pay dot co. I think is their website, but basically this is going to be our solution to this node nonsense. So real quick about Sphinx again, I don't know what's up with Sphinx for me personally, but I'm not seeing messages in certain tribes. I haven't had anybody directly respond to me in like two weeks. And Mm. Adam speculated on no agenda social or podcast index social, I should say that, uh, it's possible my Sphinx node channel is closed somehow. So like the channels are a part of how the messages are actually sent. So if if your channel is closed and the payment isn't sending, your message also doesn't send, which uh, huh. is something that I will have to dive in and look at. And then I'm going to be in contact with the Sphinx people, I think, via the podcast index social. Uh, so he, he was, uh, tagging me to the right person. So now I can finally get in touch. I sent, I sent some whiny ass message to Dave, like a few days back, just being like, ah, no one will respond to me. And then he didn't respond to that. And I'm like, you know, I think this stuff is just not going through. And so I just need, I've been, I've been in hermit mode. Like I said last week, um, you know, I haven't really been totally like radio silent, obviously, but I've just been so wrapped up in this final project and getting graduated that I can't really do a bunch of extra crap on the side. And I am so, so looking forward to uh, diving back into a lot of this stuff. But I think that this Ellen Pay service is how a lot of us are going to build uh, the Lightning service into different apps. Basically what it does is they have an easy-to-use API that you can call upon to create a virtual wallet so when a user signs up for your whatever it is app, uh, it can be anything, then it asks them, hey, would you like to create a Lightning wallet? You can spin one up for them without having to make a whole node. It just makes a virtual wallet for them. Hmm. And it runs on the back of some super node, they, just, they called it. And they just fund that. And you don't have to worry about uh, a couple of things that Dave stressed to us today was uh, minimize support issues by like clearly defining your borders and not worrying about getting people into Bitcoin. You know, like we are just taking Bitcoin functionality and baking it into some kind of a app people can use for podcasting or um, it's going to bleed into other stuff too. But podcasting, obviously the main thing. Um and uh, he kind of reiterated what I've been saying, which is like, it's not necessarily going to be easier intuitive at this point because it's so early. Like, everything is in beta. Even Lightning itself is in beta. If you've ever used a Lightning wallet, if you've ever set up a Lightning node, if you ever use any of those services, there's always a disclaimer basically saying like, hey, this is all experimental and, you know, you can lose your shit potentially. Like, you know, this all rolled out in 2019, the Lightning uh, the lightning. What am I trying to say? The lightning. ecosystem. <laughs> yes, the lightning. Well, <laughs> the the lightning, lightning done struck in 2019. So, 
we're still in the early stages of all of this, but I agree that this is our year. There's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of different guys like uh, Martin, the guy from uh, Podfriend was there. There's a lot of different pod uh, apps represented. One of the guys from uh, that Blueberry service that plugs into WordPress. Um, gosh dang it, I'm forgetting the name of it at this particular time. But Podfriend? I think PowerPress or oh, something no. like that is what it's called. Uh, but basically it, it plugs the podcasting part of Blueberry, Blueberry, Blueberry into WordPress. So that guy was there. There was a lot of cool people on the call. Uh, and then even more that couldn't necessarily make the call, but they were chatting with each other on podcast index social. So I'm excited. I'm excited about all that kind of stuff. And I got to tell Adam, like, so he's like, yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, cause he didn't really know he's like you know what project are you with or what <laughs> what uh app are you working on so I kind of had to explain hey I'm just like a junior dev just graduating and looking for my first job but um I did tell him my recipe <laughs> my recipe side idea because I was like you know we were looking for a recipe last week on a recipe website and every recipe site sucks balls you pull up a recipe and then it has like an ad and then it has a fucking blog post to exploit the SEO. So it'll talk about how their aunt always loves this. Every family get together, this recipe, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. So you got to read like three paragraphs of bullshit fluff for the SEO. Then you get a, less, uh, a list of ingredients. And then you usually with have ads. to... With <laughs> ads. Then you usually have to click some kind of a button to another page where it actually has like the directions on how to put the ingredients together and make the goddamn thing. And I was like, hey, you know, what if you had users sign up, they all get a little feed, they all put the recipe in, and you do boosts and splits to them for their recipes. Like, cool. What about that? You know, so I was just like, hey, I'm an ideas guy. Like, I know how to code web apps, but um, I also like to work with people collaboratively. So, um, you know, let's get together and work on some new stuff. Uh Abel Kirby is working on some music uh, application of the Podcast 2.0 ecosystem, and he wants to make a proof of concept for an album with splits and oh, uh, cool. putting out an album and, and releasing it in that in that ecosystem too. So I'm going to do, like I told him, uh, again, my time's been thin this last couple of weeks, but that's another side project that I'll be putting some time into, uh, helping him with what, you know, what little I can help, um, get some kind of album pushed out, like an EP or an LP that, that, uh, can monetize off a of lightning network as well. So that's exciting stuff. <laughs> Adam was like, who the, <laughs> Sir Spencer Wolf from Kansas City, what are you doing here? Oh, I had my real, <laughs> uh, I had my real, uh, Name and phone number thing from from all the work stuff. Oh shoot, yeah. On the badge, so I looked all professional and stuff. It was cute. <laughs> cute. Uh, Circus Media. I saw on the No Agenda socials. Uh, he just got all his stuff in for his Raspy Blitz setup. Oh, cool. And I've mentioned that before. Um, the Raspy Blitz is kind of a way to build and own your own node that you control. And I actually asked Adam about that too today at this call. And he said that that was like how he got into lightning and like learned about it. 
and he still runs a full node on a on a dedicated raspy blitz and that the way he does it is he does all of his sins for the podcast 2.0 from the voltage node that he spun up which i have a voltage node and then like his home bank like where he keeps like his stuff saved um his vault if you will of bitcoin lightning that's on the raspy blitz so that's kind of a cool way to do it and a way to think about it that way you have a separation of your coin if anything goofy happens to this node or when you're sending or all of that you don't have to worry about it because most of your stuff is on your own machine so that's what i'm looking for in the long-term future is to i'm gonna build a raspy blitz eventually and get that running uh anybody out there listening if you've got a node let's open up some channels let's get some liquidity we can uh shoot shoot uh shoot some lightning around yeah shoot the lightning yeah. get it striking <laughs> striking while it's hot oh well that's pretty cool that was yeah that uh zoom call worked perfectly with your lunch break today yep yeah it was unexpected but i fed you you're like i gotta go get on cool. zoom call <laughs> yeah that's a fun message to get just out of the blue no joke yeah, and it's nice to, since there was the Sphinx communication issue, be able to just talk. Yeah, because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to really say too much about that on the show because I guarantee that it's like eighty to ninety percent my own ignorance going on here as far as yeah. Well, we're you're trying to figure it out. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. trial and error and yeah. And like I said, you know, I have to take my own advice sometimes because I said from the beginning like it's going to be frustrating and take some patience. So. <laughs> I don't want to like be the first one spurging out when things don't go well. So, you know, it's going to it's going to be it's a process, man. It's a process, but the goal by year's end is to have some several um kind of proof of uh you know, proof of use case kind of situations that we can show to everyone and say this is how you get in, this is how you set this up or if you want to go this direction or this direction. Uh, all of that kind of stuff. We want to have a best practices lined out so that we can make the life of podcasters easier, especially if you are not a dude named Ben. Yes. Which I kind of want to, I just want to make it nice and easy. Nice and easy. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That's like my idea I had for you the other night of making kid songs <laughs> about coding. Yeah. For basically for me. <laughs> oh, I thought of another one too would be pretty cool would be to have like a uh a whole homeschool curriculum for different grades and just like you could get uh you know, you could pay with crypto or you could pay with uh just regular money. Um, but that, I think that would be a service that would be super useful. And then you could have your own, like, agendaless curriculum, you know? Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work, but. Oh, it's all, awesome. it's all a lot it's of all work. It's a lot of work. And, yeah. like, none of these ideas, by the way, are something that I'm going to do all by myself. <laughs> no joke. I'm kind of putting them out onto the stream and into the ears of the listeners to spark some inspiration, perhaps, or some collaboration. So. You know, if you hear it and you're like, oh, I know a good idea or uh, that sounds halfway there. But, you know, what would make it better is this. Like, shoot me an email. Well, I will say my two cents is that 
the interweb certainly needs a value for value recipe site. Totally. Because every time you look up a recipe, it's just, especially on mobile, it is not friendly at all. All those ads and even the oh, ingredient yeah. list. I'm like, geez, just give me the recipe. Oh, yeah. It's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. And JavaScript, JavaScript, JavaScript till your freaking machine <laughs> just sinks into the ocean. Good Lord. Hey, did you see that uh, New Jersey might have broke its state record with snowfall? I did not. Yeah, guess how much snow they got. Could it be 33 inches? That's right. <laughs> how got did I know? 33 inches of snow in New Jersey. 33 My inches. hometown in Massachusetts got three inches of snow, but they thought they were going to get like 12 to 18 inches. Huh. So they locked out. Nice. But of course, I'm having fun sitting here in Missouri with no snow on the ground. That's right. It's uh, nice and dry out. Yeah. It was a little chilly this morning, but then the sun came out, warmed things up, and they're saying we're going to get some rain Thursday. I will take rain. Yes. No 33 inches of snow for me. I left the East Coast to be in a milder seasoned area. Um. Uh, another 33 was all over the place this week. Imagine and, that. And I mean, it's the 33rd day of the year, so. You got to crank them up. Yeah. So uh, federal prosecutors arrested a Florida man who was 33 who failed to join Islamic State. Oh. <laughs> the Islamic State. But I just think, I was reading that and I was like, they picked him up because he failed to join. <laughs> and sure enough, he uh, he went to, he was trying to get into Syria in his 20s okay um which was like mm, five to ten years ago um and he had been like he changed his facebook profile picture to this the black flag and everything and um boy he was trying to sneak in to syria through turkey and then the turkish police caught him and detained him and seized his passport and (laughs) fined him two thousand dollars and then deported him to sudan gobble gobble so then Three years ago in Sudan, he was trying to acquire a new passport and uh, at the U.S. consulate, and they recorded his interview, of course, um, and he told them in his interview, like, well, I want to meet with members of the Islamic State to find the truth from each of these groups so I can determine who to support. Wow. Are you accusing and, me of uh, being dumb? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He said, he just did say outright, though, that he did not agree with beheadings and torture, uh, but was willing to maybe provide them with English services for like speaking and translation. Ah. And he said he was going to get, he was going to try and get his dad to send money to them. One of the moderate rebels. Okay. Which is like, please don't talk about sending money to <laughs> a designated foreign terrorist organization. You know, seems like a bad dumb. move. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, FBI got him, and uh, he could face 20 years in prison and like $250,000 in fines. Man, they should lock him up for 33 years. For failing to <laughs> join failing to get in. <laughs> the <laughs> Islamic <laughs> State. He gets a bonus. Oh. <laughs> bonus gutter ball for the yeah. non-IS guy. <laughs> and then um, in Johnson County, Kansas... Youth suicide has decreased by 33% despite oh, the pandemic. How nice. Uh, it, it's The article seemed to be 
uh, sort of an ad for this teen organization <laughs> yeah. that um, promotes like suicide prevention. But they also just talked about how the county had really focused on mental health resources and stuff during the pandemic. So it's like, hey, they don't think- kill yourself, bro. You're in Johnson <laughs> County. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. <laughs> yeah. So those are my top three thirty-three stories Very today. Nice. But you're going to see the number keep coming up in all my stories tonight. Ooh, I love it when that happens. It get a little overflow of the 33s. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, everyone regular to the show knows that uh, we always do a call-in topic. First time I ever, FTIE. And this week, it's first time I ever won a prize from a claw game. So like one of those little joystick claw games or whatever, you drop the... Drop the claw, grab the prize, pull it out of there. Uh, we want to hear about your first time winning a prize from one of those deals, and it's easy to get in touch with us. All you got to do is... Call 816-607-3663 And the play of Yes. I yeah. love that. It always just gets me jacked. <laughs> That's how I remember our number. Yeah. <laughs> I sing that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, sir. Seat Center. Uh, 816-607-DOOF. If you need another way to remember it. But yeah, we've got some voicemails already pouring in. So All always, right. always love hearing from you guys. And uh, like we always mention, you know, you can do old topics. You can do a new topic. You can do any kind of thing. Uh, there's really no rules in the bowl. No rules in the bowl. No rules in the bowl. Except for clothing is optional. And pot is not. That's right. So, uh, Booberry sent me this story today related to the coof and the magic number. Uh, Captain Tom Moore, a World War II vet from England who raised 33 million pounds for NHS, passes away at 100 after testing COVID-19 positive. Oh, boy. I said, oh, yeah, because they got that $33 million out of them and they didn't need them no more. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. 100 is a long, That's a long fruitful life. <laughs> life, though, I must yes. say. Um, I was trying to see if he got the vaccine, oh you know, God. because right now they're pushing the vaccine on the elderly. Yep. Um, we're into that phase. My grandparents are, like, traveling out to see my aunt in... Arizona soon and they're like well we're gonna get a shot and then go out and I'm just like no okay don't uh, no but there's no real like you know I mean there's no real talking people out of the thing and it's also frankly like not my medical decision you know it's like it's their thing it's their decision I'm just like you know I just hope they are all right well, I talk to my great grandma on the phone every day, as you know, my nana. Yep. And <laughs> she's like, she gets the flu vaccine every year. Right. And that's how she justifies wanting to get this one. And I'm just like, but, 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 but. And I try to talk to her about it, you know, but it's like when someone's got their mindset, I, I feel like if I push too hard, yeah. she'll get it faster, you know, she'll be like, Dang it, I'm definitely getting it now because you're pissing me off. <laughs> it's like if you have a good buddy and he's dating like just a total buzzkill of a bitch. 
and it, like she sucks really bad and you know that she's just no good for him like you can't really go dude you should dump this girl oh no because that'll just it'll cling to her yeah it'll just drive them closer together so oh. you just have to be like man you know I love you man I'm here for you yeah well you know what's worse than dying from the vaccine though is being one of those people whose whole body shakes I'm seeing more and more of those Oh yeah, there's you know some what I'm weird, talking about? Like, there's weird stuff. Yeah, there's been several nurses who've posted videos of themselves. Like, one lady it started off with her tongue, like her tongue was twitching nonstop, and then next, like the next day, like her whole body, and like she gets up and she's got this like weird like twitch walk. No. Oh, that just seems tougher than death. <laughs> I mean, this might be a little fucked up, but I would rather the shot kill me than the shot, like, make me walk around all jerky-herky and, like, not be able to talk right and shit. I'd rather yeah. just fucking keel over, to be honest. Or what about the, um, what is it, Bell's Palsy some people are getting, too? Bell's Palsy, I don't know. I don't know either. I'd, I'd rather like, catch the coof I, than catch Bell's ca- that's Palsy. What, that's what I'm saying. If I can just get the coof and go over the coof, that but seems I good. I would rather <laughs> die than get Bell's Palsy. <laughs> If it was Bell's palsy or death, then I guess I could settle for Bell's palsy. But uh, we could just avoid the shot altogether. And, and I like that. Take that kind of chance. I like that kind of chance. Yeah, me too. It's been working real good for 30 years so far. Yeah. So we're going to keep that die rolling. Also, our midwife is so based. Oh, my God. <laughs> she is the greatest. That lady is the greatest, man. Yeah. She says things that just like reaffirm why she's my midwife every she, time we see her. She's so cool about it, too. She's not like, she's not like, bah, don't get vaccines that cause this and that and this and that. What she says is things like, well, they really make uh, informed consent really impossible nowadays it's like all these mandatory things and then like you're not allowed to question anything you're not allowed to research anything it's like we were trying our best to listen to (laughs) the previous abs in the six pack where chris went toe-to-toe with like the three other uh kids that were like (laughs) uh i don't know you uh just like everything (laughs) you said they were just like well, actually, there's a pile of evidence, and it all says that you're dumb. <laughs> this is just like, oh, my God. I tried to stick it out for as long as I could. There, but. there are studies that say that the studies are true. So, like, I believe the studies. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, the whole podcast. Look, there are hundreds of papers, and they all say the same thing. But, 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 <laughs> but the, they don't say a single that one. your claims are baseless. <laughs> It's just like, holy shit, bud. Like, okay, so read me one. Read me one. Right. No. No, no, no. When you argue with these kind of people, they're the kind of people that say, well, uh, the science says this, and the science is really good science. And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? Science doesn't say shit. Science doesn't tell us shit. There's a scientific method, and you got to follow it. And... That includes doing research. And so in the scientific method, if you see a guy like me come along and say, well, there's this that I found, then you have to fucking read it, not just plug your ears and go, la, 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 I can't hear you. You have to read it. You have to experiment on it. And then you have to disapprove it. Ba-bam. Show a fucking experiment. No, these people just go to 
r slash science and wear t-shirts <laughs> that say i fucking love science and, and worship fauci put their heads as deep into their anus as they can <sighs> it's just like good fucking christ man how yeah. about a little bit of thinking how about a little bit of i don't know descent from the political line how about a 33-year-old son of a billionaire who's also a hedge fund manager and a Milwaukee Bucks executive because his dad is a co-owner getting the vaccine at a senior living center? 33. Oh, man. As the story goes, his wife's uncle worked at the facility and called them and said, hey, there's extra doses. Come get one. Ooh. And so he snuck, he cut the line <laughs> and got his vaccine. That bastard. I bet this guy, his name's Alex Lassery, L-A-S-R-Y. He was host committee chair for the 2020 DNC. Oh, isn't so, that like more convenient? Oh, yeah. Of course. And did you know that uh, this all these COVID variants, because I think there's more than one variant now. Oh, yeah, there's all kinds of mutations, man. There's probably 33 variants, and they have been found in at least 33 states. Wow. At least 33, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. So it could be more. That was the headline. (laughs) Could be more, but But, we passed 33. (laughs) Yeah, we got to keep 33 in the headline. That's hilarious. That's our signal or whatever is going on with the magic number. Yeah, the Um, towel. And then also the 33rd inmate in Oregon died of the coof. Oh, jeez. That was a headline this week. Yeah. He's full of them, man. I oh yeah. The coof and the 33. The coof is full of 33s. What could it mean? What could it mean? Mm. It probably means propaganda. Probably. 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 Okay, I want to talk about the guy we saw in his car using hand sanitizer <laughs> on his steering wheel while double masked. Yeah. All by himself. He had the Lysol wipes, and he was just wiping down his own steering wheel and his own door handle and his own, like, all the touchable services in his car. And I'm like, bro, are you, like, sharing the car with someone? Or what the fuck is the deal? Like, you just, like, double masked and wiping everything down yeah. in the car that, like, presumably it's your car, right? Like, you're the one that gets in and drives it. And when I got out <sighs> of our car without a mask on... Um, he was putting hand sanitizer on and he still had his mask on, which I thought was a little weird. But I ran into the post office to mail out a package. And when I came out, like, that's when I saw him wiping down his freaking car. So, like, (laughs) that's several minutes of just, like, cleaning crap. I mean, I was pretty quick and I was in and out of the post office, but still... That's ridiculous. Oh, I know. And, and you, you gotta, gotta think wonder, like, he does it everywhere. Every right? like, time he goes in and out of a building, man, it's this like little <laughs> ritual. Oh, but hey, you know he's still alive. Oh. And in the car next to him, in the very next parking space, there was me sitting there. <laughs> and I'm the kind of guy that uh, every other week I will lick the bottom of my shoe just to get a <laughs> firmware update for my immune system and i'm still alive too yeah and your kids are in the back seat picking their nose oh my god <laughs> or whatever they do, kicking their shoes off and... doing all kinds of ignorant shit yeah that's ignorant oh my god <laughs> uh also and also also not that it matters but the cdc says that we should stomp for the chiefs this weekend instead of cheering (laughs) (laughs) yeah stomp don't cheer just stomp 
Yeah. And they're also like, you should stay home to watch the game. Don't go to a restaurant or a venue. And I'm telling you, just like, want to go out to whatever bar will have us and yell and yeah. <laughs> hoot and holler. Somebody's and- <laughs> doing a Super Bowl orgy. Let's sign up for that. Yeah. We'll Fuck them. Be- yeah. We'll have to find a place for the kids. but <laughs> No. I will hoot and holler, though. I will yell. I will yell. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. might even chew with my mouth open. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Definitely won't be wearing Johnny Four masks. No, I won't be wearing any masks because no. <laughs> no. Or anything else for that matter. Yeah, seriously. I'm in my house. Yeah. Oh. Um Do you want to go behind the curtain? Oh yeah, I love going behind the curtain. I found this stupid article before <laughs> when we were uh, prepping for the show. Prepping for the show. Or actually, you were like wandering around like a chicken with your head cut off looking for your notebook, which ended up being on your desk, I believe. Like right where you're sitting. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, anyways, I found this article. Welcome to my fucking life. <laughs> entitled, How to Share Weed During a Pandemic. Oh a pandemic. God. Okay, Just right? Any old pandemic. Yeah, exactly. So like <laughs> that made me laugh. That the headline made me laugh. So I had to click on it. <laughs> But it just gets better and better. Their first suggestion, they have five ways, and their first suggestion is virtual smoke sessions. I smoked some weed today. Now it's not like, let's get on the phone and like smoke or like, let's do a podcast and smoke. No, 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 you should get on Zoom or Google Meet or FaceTime because there's no way safer to be face-to-face than through one of those big tech products. Oh, yeah, you know. Recorded and saved. You should, you know? <laughs> yeah, incriminate yourself on a Zoom call. Yeah, I was just like, dude, I mean, do you know this is still federally it's, illegal? It's all 50 state legal now, though. We, no. We know this, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is, C- this is CBD. This is a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right fucking direction, and I guess. Boobs sent me some new ISIS. <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction after all. He's got that chopped out, too, so I don't have to, like, mute it. That's nice. Well, that's a good one. I that's like the nice. short version, but I like the long After one all, too. It's <laughs> a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction. After all, and then they have an absolute staple. Then, their idea number two: smoke the same flower or extract apart. <laughs> huh? So like oh so like I'm, some I'm send... smoking blue dream and you're smoking blue dream but we're in we're two t- different rooms yeah or houses or you know virtually again like sure you buy something and then you mail it are all they the... suggesting that like we should cross they're... state lines Look, with this weed they're and... suggesting that all these laws are broken like all these federal laws that's <laughs> why I find this so funny <laughs> that was his fourth I so he said <laughs> Sir Bimrose going. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I love it. It reminds me a little tiny bit of the. Now, this one. This one really. Uh oh. Split a double crutch joint, okay? But the way that they describe that is you put a crutch at both ends and then you cut the joint in half. Just roll two fucking joints and we'll each smoke a joint. Why would you cut the joint in half? You mind if I do it, Jay? 
I don't, I don't mind if you do a full J. I do mind if you do a half J. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> you don't want to smoke the whole thing to the face by yourself? Fine, put it out <laughs> like halfway, but... Just roll a joint. Fuck. There's a crutch on each end, and then you cut it. And then you cut it in half. Like I'm making a burrito for my little girls. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just on, like that, yeah. The, and then uh, exchange homemade edibles. Mm-hmm. So cute. And then, um, let's see, the last one, stash and dash drops. So you leave a <laughs> bag of whatever oh, yeah, that sounds at smart. a drop location for your friends. I'm telling you, this is like, I was like, holy, how did they publish this? <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I wish I had. And then the funniest part, and when I gave you a good guffaw before All right. the thing. Nobody's looking. Let's the, go. Uh, <laughs> the author of this lovely article. His title is Subject Matter Expert Team Member. Oh, nice. Hey, that's my <laughs> position, too. I'm a, I should put that on my LinkedIn. I'm a subject matter expert. Yeah. So, anyway, fuck that. I just, it gave me a good laugh. Of course, everyone's got to, you know, get their SEO blog posts in. So, <laughs> I shouldn't have been surprised by it, but I shouldn't have even clicked on it. Well, you fell for but. the bait. I had to read it. It was funny though. Oh, brother! If they had put it under humor, you know, like I think it would work perfectly as a humor article because those are all stupid suggestions. I mean, come on, it's never going to be anything interesting. I'm going to tell you the way to if you're like actually afraid of the coof, but you want to have a smoke sesh with people. What you do is you have multiple bowls, right? And everyone gets their own bowl. Or if you don't trust that your friends' bowls are clean, like everyone rolls their own. You know, for a long time, a proper stoner etiquette, when you're passing a bowl and some guy's been under the weather or had the sniffles, (laughs) would be, you know, that he hits the bowl and then he just torches it afterwards with the bick, like just flames it. That sterilizes the the pipe. You you have fire with you when you're smoking weed, just so you know, guys. (laughs) Fire. And, uh... For years, that that would be etiquette. Like if somebody had like a some kind of a bug or something, and they're like, "Oh, you know, I might be feeling a little crappy," then they would just flame the tip of the bowl where your mouth goes before passing it. Like you can do that, and uh, it's it's a nice thing to do, and it's one of them nice little stoner courtesy rules. That's like an unspoken thing that uh, I've always appreciated. Yeah, torch that bowl. Torch yeah. that mouthpiece. Wipe it on your shirt, then torch it. Yeah, there you go, your seat sitter. <laughs> I mean, there's just it's just a little thing. Everybody knows this. Everybody, Everybody in the bowl knows this. Everybody that's in the for bowl. Sure. I mean, uh, old school stoners, man. We we have great immune systems, bro. Yeah, you've been surviving flu season for years, and not giving up smoke sashes. So yeah. Come on, man. Uh, did you see that uh, the National Labor Relations Board ruled? That weed trimmers and grow room employees can't unionize? Oh, I'm sure they did. Yeah, there's been a lot of workers trying to unionize. And they said uh, they ruled that they can't because they qualify as agricultural laborers. However, this uh, totally goes against former rulings of theirs that have said that indoor grow rooms or like greenhouses are different than traditional agricultural work. So right, because they have the separation of you know protected and non-protected classes of people. So if you're outside picking a plant, then you're dog shit. 
If you're inside in some fucking fancy indoor growing facility, then, you know, you need benefits and you need big ass pay. And I think it's very bad for our country. I mean, just treat everybody equally. Is that a big fucking ask? That's like some huge ask, isn't it? Yeah. Just treat everybody the same. You're asking too much of this of the world right God now. God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, this case came up uh, from two employees in Philadelphia, a trimmer and a cultivation associate. Um, But, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next because I think that is, like, claim enough to be like, <clears throat> hey, you ruled here that greenhouse workers can potentially unionize and now you're saying that we can't <laughs> yeah that's kind of crappy that we because it's weed it's an agricultural labor <laughs> even though we likely work inside the weed uh so yeah i, I think massachusetts was moving forward with some union ideas hmm. for the uh canna industry so i'll have to look into that more but just interesting uh west virginia the regulators have announced the winners of 100 medical dispensary licenses. Woohoo! And a lot of them went to out-of-state companies. Yep, that's so, how it goes, man. Yep. In fact, our state law was written to wait applications that included out-of-state players uh, because supposedly, you know, they're in established markets and already, like, experts. Oh, the expertise that <laughs> they bring? Yeah. Yeah, isn't that so nice? For out-of-state commerce to, like, push out local... Uh, Local players in the market. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. I love that. Yeah, and like, I don't know. we can't even have interstate trade because it's federally illegal. Right. It's just uh, such a crock of shit. It should end. But anyway, um, <laughs> they're going to be West Virginia. Patient cards are expected to be issued in the spring. So they're moving along with their medical program. Moving right along. Do 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 do. And then. In New Jersey, remember um, how in New Jersey they ran into the issue of the bill that came through that didn't want any penalties for minors caught with pot in the recreational market, and uh, this bill had to be approved. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Yeah. I'm, like, butchering it. But anyways, they advanced a cleanup bill so that they can get recreational rolling, um, and the compromise was that Anyone between the ages of 18 and 20 who are possessing up to an ounce will be um, given a $50 fine. <laughs> if you have more than an ounce, it'll be a $100 fine. Oh, wow. If you're <clears throat> under 18, you face either a point of violation warning, which I don't know what that means, or juvenile intervention, huh. which I'm just like, that's... Great. Yeah, exactly. in the right direction no. after all. <laughs> a step in the right direction would just be nothing yeah well but i know it's a 21 plus market so i guess there's gotta be something yeah they gotta fuck you over somehow yeah i just don't like the idea of like because you've been so bad yeah putting something on the record of a child yeah that sucks man for pot like a non-violent offense um you remember last week we ran down all the weird anomalies Oh, yeah, of the, uh, the Biden inauguration. Biden inauguration in the first week. Yeah. Uh, and I did want to revisit something because I had a note uh, from Sir C. Mike. Uh, C. Mike! About the... F I said something about a 30-gun salute instead of a 21. 
and I, I just had misread the like quick rundown. The word that I read was three guns with shots at 10 second intervals. And somehow I read three guns with shots at 10 second intervals and did like multiplication in my head and said 30 gun salute. Uh, so it was three guns. A 21 gun salute has four guns set up and they fire off the 21 shots rapidly in three second intervals. So th- every three seconds, there's a shot going off. That's called a 21 gun salute. That's how it works. What happened for Biden's inauguration was three guns instead of four, and then the shots were at 10-second intervals, so they were spaced out much longer uh, than the three-second interval. And that is what's called a three-volley salute. Not a 30-gun salute, but a three-volley salute. And indeed, uh, I did look that up, and that is supposed to be reserved for funerals and foreign dignitaries. So we got that part of the thing right. Wow. You just I just wanted to clear the record of, you know, we talked about a lot of stuff and, you know, I put the caveat while we were talking about it that like a lot of this stuff I've just found skimming around, but uh I did want to make that correction that uh it's called the three three volley salute. Now that is journalistic integrity right there. I mean, yeah, <laughs> correcting know. the record. And uh I also appreciate people like listening and being like, well, what's what the hell did you say? <laughs> what did <man?"> you say? <laughs> um, I'm happy to further research stuff or like, and that's kind of why I throw stuff out too. Cause like listeners can send me stuff and send me in the right direction or the right path. And, uh, I, I'm, we're all learning together, you know, always learning stuff. So. I had something to add to the, that list actually. Oh, um, the footage of Biden being sworn in, is confusing because there's two angles that they switch between Mm -hmm. and I believe it's his granddaughter. I'm not totally sure, but there's a lady in a pink coat. That one he's making out with always. No, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Have you ever seen those pictures? (laughs) Yeah. I've seen lots of pictures of Joe at a creepy sniffing range of young women. Yes. (laughs) Sometimes children. Um, Probably mostly children. Anyway, <gasps> of course, Snopes is already on this. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we know we know that what I'm about to tell you is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> um, three, four, three soy boys <laughs> chime in on Zoom. Yeah, it is his. It is his granddaughter's. So there's two angles, and like his granddaughter in the pink coat is most visible because it's a fucking pink coat. Yeah. With matching mask, of course. So trendy. Cute. Uh, and she's like right next to where he's standing but then when the camera angle changes it's you should still be able to see the people who are in that range of him and she's not there Hmm. it looks like two different uh you know two different scenes weird i'll have to look into that because i haven't seen that yeah oh the shoes are on this uh debunk article too oh really the colored shoes the colored shoes yeah let's see this says i'm reading the debunk so okay just bear with me this is the snopes Photos and footage of Jill Biden from the inauguration show her wearing nude pumps and also blue shoes. Mm. The first lady can be seen wearing nude Jimmy Choo love pumps here and here as she arrives at the Capitol for the inauguration, as well as at the parade after the inauguration. She wore blue shoes, the Jimmy Choo Romy, here for the inauguration ceremony itself, matching her blue outfit. Pictures here. The person who posted the video does not provide any explanation as to why her change of shoes would suggest the inauguration was staged. (laughs) 
Uh, uh, just a simple question of who changes shoes for that and then changes back into the old ones for the after, I guess. That's it. That's like there. It just. And says, I'm not saying that that's an impossible thing to do. No. Like you certainly could do that, but then it's like, okay, but what what what's the purpose of doing that? And did you really do that? Yeah. Now this is a a Reuters uh, debunk article, and it's just like that. That was it. That's all that they said about that. And then it says Reuters recently debunked another claim that the inauguration was staged here. It doesn't say what the claim is or anything. No, it's just like, just please click link. on another <laughs> link. Here we hot linked you. Your clinks For a ping are back. sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, SEO tricks again. SEO tricks. SEO tricks can suck my dick. Yeah. Suck my dick right here, lady. <laughs> hey, you Ouch. remember the first time you ever... Want a crane game? Oh, man. Well, we had some listeners that did. That's for sure. We got some voicemails in the bowl. Cool. You want to hear some? I do. Um, this one might be off topic, which I love even more sometimes. just depends. Hey, bowlers. It's phone boy. Hey, phone boy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't even know what your current first time I ever topic is. I never look. Um, <laughs> but I guess I will go with first time I ever had a green screen. Well, that was last week, I guess. Nice. Uh, or maybe, well, last week when you played it, this week when I'm saying it, I don't know, whatever. All <laughs> time shifted stuff. And yeah, anyway, it, 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 I have to say that, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing magical about green screens. I mean, it's, you know, technology's been around a while, and, you know, of course, they're cheap and easy to get, you know, if you want to, and, you know, but the, the, Zoom and the other conferencing software all supports it. So yeah, yeah, you should probably have some lighting or whatever. But like, you know, given how easy it is to green screen something, like it does, it always raises the question. And anybody should be thinking about this. Like, you know, what we see on the interwebs, how real is that, right? And, and you know, and then, you know, there's some of the theater of the mind, whatever. And you know, and you can you can have some fun with a green screen, and you know. And you, yeah, Spencer, you, you had a you, you 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 showed some fun with your green screen uh, <laughs> on, on, the, on No Agenda Social. So uh, you know you can you can do a lot worse than that, of course. But um, you know people use it for all kinds of crazy shit. And like you know, I'm not you know, of course, I'm just doing it for quote unquote marketing purposes or whatever. And it looks better than my office, which is a complete shithole. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, it's just it's amazing how. We all want to shape our reality, you know, in different ways, but we don't really want to change our reality. It's no. Like it. it's, it's all about perception. Yeah, and just the outward reality. appearance. So I don't know. It's yeah. My philosophical <laughs> thought for the day. So, yeah. In the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah, phone boys are referring to all those chief shots that we did. I'm going to put that picture of. Put one of them in the chat. You and Pat Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Together at uh, Arrowhead. <laughs> you remember when you were in that uh, red uh, that red bow thong? Yeah, when I went streaking at Arrowhead. At Arrowhead? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, this bitch right here, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember. That was, ah, that thong. It was pretty good. Yeah, you can do some funny shit with the, uh, <laughs> yeah. with the green screen. Um, Fuck yeah, green screen. <laughs> gotta love it. There's another one that's pretty funny. Oh boy. Some of these get pretty raunchy actually, but uh Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> my favorite, I think, is the Andy Reid. Yeah, the finger wrinkling poke. Wrinkling his nose and putting his finger right there. <laughs> He's putting his finger in the pink. Yeah. <laughs> it's I like know. right at the tip. Is, the tip is on the taint. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. That might be too raunchy for the bull. What do you think? Too raw? I don't know. It's up to you. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> all right. It, they, all that shit deletes after two hours anyway, right? Who cares? If it's on the fucking interweb, it's forever somewhere. So, content warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, some things you can do with green screen. Um, <laughs> there's some things you can do with the green screen. <laughs> you're totally right, fun boy. Like uh, my fucking basement right now is a total disaster, but it always looks pristine on Zoom because. <laughs> The background is a nice skyline shot of my city that I took with my drone, and it's got my name and email and phone number superimposed over in the corner, all nicely done with like a little bit of transparent background type thing, so like the photo behind it bleeds through a bit. And yeah, it's tight. You can make yourself look totally uh, like a civilized human being, even if you're not. <laughs> and uh, just another one of those convenience things. I mean, the whole social media phenomenon has been people living this false facade life of like, you know, everything's yeah. perfect and every f uh, meal that they eat is delicious and, and you know, maybe not actually the case, perhaps. Well, it's kind of like how uh, food commercials don't they use like mashed potatoes for ice cream and shit so that they won't melt? Yeah, yeah. They can get like perfect shots. In, in photo shoots of ice cream, yeah, absolutely. They use mashed potatoes because they don't Yum. melt. They don't melt. <laughs> and then you can do a, you know, a half hour photo shoot without worrying. Yeah. But especially <laughs> if you got like spotlights and different things on it. Oh, yeah. That's just crazy. Mm -hmm. Perception versus reality of everything. Absolutely. Hey, we got another one. All right. Let's this hear is it. a long distance call here. Ooh. From over on the other side of the pond. Oh. Hey, bowlers. It's Griff the Cock here, and uh, I don't have any experience with cranes or winning toys, but I did buy a weed legally once, and that was in Amsterdam with four other mates. I bought Blueberry Haze for one gram for 40 euros, and it was gorgeous. Yeah. Best weed I ever had. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. 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 Best weed we ever had. <laughs> Lovely. Gwiff the cock. Oh, now, hold on, hold on, because he does say it. He says it himself. You can hear it from the man himself. Hey, bowlers. It's Gwiff the cock here. Gwiff the cock here. All right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to stick with my Gwiff pronunciation of it. Gwiff. Yeah. Calling from across the pond. Heck across yeah, the thank pond, you, dude. Man. Across the pond, man. Different international dialing codes. You can still get into the bowl. Yeah. It's not as hard as people so, make it out to be. That's so sure. you listener out there who's hesitated to call 816-607-3663, no excuses. No excuses, man. You can even, if you're voice shy, like we've said before, you can text that line. You can even send nudes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've gotten of, some cute girls in there. All of that is uh, on the table, <laughs> as it were. It's in the bowl. I don't um, think that last girl knew who she was sending her uh, pics to. That was spamming or catfish confused. or something. <laughs> 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 Sir asked, which case he gave to those appeal? <laughs> I think he meant appear on cable TV. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, there he corrected it. Appear. <laughs> it was pay-per-view. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it was uh, Spike TV after hours. Um, yes. Yes, yes. Oh, we have more voicemails. This is such a good voicemail oh, show. Oh, cool. All right, let's do it. Hey, Bowlers, it's Phone Boy. Phone yeah. Boy! Yeah, I don't think I ever, I mean, I, I played the claw game, but I don't think I ever won anything out of it. And I realized pretty quickly with most of the redemption games, and, and I, you know, that's including the games that give tickets or whatever, most of the games are not uh, not worked out to uh, to benefit you for sure. And, and, you know, of course, you know, I kind of suspected just kind of watching people play the games just how much of a scam those games were, because if they were really easy, then people would figure it out. Uh, yep. You know, they make the game so that they, um, you know, it's you know, there's a whole bunch of psychological bullcrap that they do to get you to be really close. But um, you know, they even, you know, they can uh, make it. You know, so you know, you can almost be exact with with machines or whatever to try and actually uh, win. But uh, yeah, the, those games are not set up to uh, to. Have, to uh, allow you to win very often. That's correct. Uh, that yeah. You have to be kind of at the right place at the right time. And, you know, maybe I, maybe it was because I was kind of a math geek as a kid, and, you know, and, and kind of observed all this stuff. And I just realized this wasn't worth, wasn't worth it. And, you know, really, you know, gambling, you know, you, you have to think, the thing you have to think about with gambling in general, right? And this is just, it's just a form of gambling uh, yep. legalized, right? It's, <laughs> maybe you're not playing poker or whatever, but uh, it's, it's, it's a form of gambling. It's a game so, of skill. Um, you got to realize <laughs> that you got to be willing to lose the money because you're probably not going to get anything back yeah um now you know when you're an adult you can make that you can make that decision okay i'm going to go i'm going to go blow a hundred dollars at the casino because uh i'm going to go have a good time and it's gonna be fun if i come back and i win something that's great but i'm not going to come come out with any expectation i'm going to win because the the entire system is rigged to not benefit you the uh you know the person who's uh playing the game so um but that's as i said so i think it's a (laughs) people and and people who think that they can actually outwin those games it's um you know, very few of those games are skill based. I mean, I guess you know when you're playing poker with a bunch of people, maybe there's a you know um, there's some there's some skill in bluffing and that kind of thing. That that's, that itself is interesting. But in general, if you're playing against the house, you're probably going to lose because yep. that's the way it's set up, and um, that's just the way it is. And you know, and I I rather spend my money on something else. But that's just me. Okay, so in the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, those crane games, man. Uh, some of the best times you can get them is right after some sucker has been like working at a certain toy they want for (laughs) like eight or nine tries and finally gives up that's like my story (laughs) because a lot of the times that that happens you what they've done is kind of knocked the toys around enough Mm -hmm. to where they're not stacked in the in the in the way that you're fucked over and maybe they were just like three more tries away from getting it, but they just gave up. Well, in some of those machines, if I'm correct from my memories, the ones with like nicer stuffed animals or yeah. toys in them, they place them strategically. Like it's all mapped out, the person who stocks them. Yep. And so they'll like pull all the old stock out and then put everything in in a meticulous way so that it's pretty much impossible to get them. A lot of those things have the, they don't have the grip strength to pick up most of the toys that oh, are yeah. inside them too. Yeah, there's a lot of claws suck. You've got to really know, <laughs> you got to know your machine, like the crane, what type it is. And even like on the first play, you can also learn a lot. But like, I don't know, the the first time I ever won one was in a Walmart. Okay. And we saw this Woody Woodpecker doll. Aww. And just its feet were sticking out, its head was like buried. 
<laughs> but you knew it was Woody from its feet? Well, it's like, yeah, it was like the blue with the white chest and then like the <laughs> okay. bird feet, you know? It was like obvious Woody. It could have been a Jayhawk. And so we went. <laughs> I think it was like a two or three timer, but we got him out of there. Hell yeah. And then when when it lifted up, his head came out of the pile and it was like his whole face was covered with like this sticky up troll doll hair. <laughs> and it was just some Chinese knockoff bullshit that wasn't even actually the real Woody Woodpecker. Oh. Uh, it was so disappointing. Because <laughs> it's like you finally win and then you lose again. Yeah. <laughs> but we still have that as part of the Woody collection just because it's a funny story. That is a funny story. And it's cool. Yep. And it, it's uh, just a, you know, bootleg <laughs> Woody. <laughs> I kind of hinted at this last week, but the first, first time I ever actually won out of a crane game was one of the candy drop crane games <laughs> where you get to play until you win. And so in those, there was always way too many goddamn Tootsie Rolls, man. And I was always uh -huh. trying to get a box of dots, which is kind of hard to grab in that particular <laughs> crane game, even though it's the best kind because the crane closes all of the way and it like comes together in three pieces into a little like perfect cup when it closes. Huh. So it actually does close all of the way. Uh, so sometimes you can even get two or three little pieces of candy in there. But if on the way up, you just got one, uh, Tootsie Roll in there, we used to just shake the shit out of the machine and knock that Tootsie Roll out of the claw so that when it got over to you, it would open up and then it would know that you didn't win a prize and then you get to play again. Cause it was like a play till you win. So we just like shake the candy out of it if it was like bullshit Tootsie Rolls or something. No offense to anybody whose like favorite candy is Tootsie Roll, but it just wasn't on the top of my list. <laughs> Growing up in the bowling alley, that was the bowling alley. Uh, that uh, and this pinball baseball machine. Oh, there was a baseball. It was kind of like the ball was a pinball, but you had like a little bat at the bottom, and so you had a pitch button and then a swing button, and you were trying to hit. There was little holes for like singles, doubles, triples, outs, but then you could also hit a ramp and get a home run if you knocked it up into the grand, uh, the, you know, the, into the stands. And depending on your scores in that game, it would spit out baseball cards for you. So like you'd always Whoa. get at least one baseball card, but then if you got like home run, you'd get a bonus baseball card and high score, a couple more baseball cards. So that was a fun one. That's cool as hell. We used to win baseball cards out of that thing. We saw, or I've played that game the baseball pinball at a laundromat but <laughs> your prize was gumballs <laughs> so not the same learned a, i learned a lot at the bowling alley one other thing that i learned at the bowling alley uh back then they still had those pull out cigarette uh vending machines and a tip if you ever are lucky enough to find a place that has one of those anymore uh i, I the last place i ever saw one was at a bar in columbia they had one but there was a little trick we used to do on the change dispenser. If you take the, one of the brands that's like nobody buys, you know, like one of the off brands or something like cool menthols or something was like really unpopular in my bowling alley, but they still had them in there. <laughs> if you select one of the brands that isn't frequently purchased, you can pull the knob out slightly and then bend some kind of a piece of metal, like say it's a paper clip or something else, bend it around that knob behind the actual knob part, but around the rod. And you just want to rig it so that that, that rod sticks out just like halfway. Okay. 
Okay. And then you walk away for the rest of the time you're at the bowling alley. And as people go up and buy the cigarettes, the machine will still work. They can pull their selection. You obviously don't want them to pull the one that you selected, but you pick, that's why you pick one that doesn't get picked. Uh, and then when they when it spits their change out, their change gets stuck in the in the chute, and it won't dispense the change. So they'll get their cigarettes, but they don't get their change. And then at the end of the night, you go back, you take that knob, you pull your piece of metal out, and let the knob go all the way back in, and all the change <laughs> that's been stuck in there will fall out. And so then you can grab quarters to play some more pinball. Wow. That is your bull after bull tip. Uh, we, we, Tip we, of the Tuesday. Sneaky. It's sneaky. sneaky it's like it's that. funny that you name dropped cool because <laughs> they're actually filing a lawsuit against a California weed company um, alleging that they have infringed upon their trademark logo. Huh. So this weed company just submitted a trademark and um, received a cease and desist letter from cool. Uh oh. Not cool. Not cool. They're taking, you know, we'll see where this dispute goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Sir Bimrose reacting to cool menthols. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's most people's reaction to cool menthols, I think. We had some other... Newports uh, all the way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> some other listener input. All right, let's hear it. Hey, so uh, I've never played a crane game in my life. What? Unless it was in early childhood, in which case I don't remember. <laughs> but I got two make goods. Uh, oh, one, okay. Okay. first time you ever called into a radio station, I was 16, I believe, if not just 17. I think I was 16. I was calling in 94.3 The X, Knoxville's new rock radio station, Nice. It was the first time I ever called in, and uh, they were doing a contest for tickets. This is pretty cringy, but they were tickets to Avenged Sevenfold's Nightmare Tour with Stone Sour and Hollywood Undead as openers. And I was the 20th caller or whatever, first try. There you go. But you had to be 18 to win. So I lied and said my name was actually... My buddy's name, who was 18. Hell yeah. And he had to go pick up the tickets. But that was the first time I called in a radio station. And then, another make good. First time I bought legal weed, it was on my honeymoon with the wife in Colorado. Bought some bud and some of those drinks. Yeah. That you just chug. It's supposed to be you fill the cap with the drink. What? Oh, I haven't seen those guys. But just chugged the entire drink at once. It was like a lemonade and a soda I got. And I was. Fucking high. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it was great. Anyway, uh, keep bowling on. Please. Hell yeah. Keep bowling, bowling, bowling. What? Thanks, caller. Yeah, I didn't know uh, you just take sips and sips of it. <laughs> we drink those we had things. A, we had like the stoner cola. We yeah. did it right before. I think we talked about <sighs> it before on the last show, but we, we chugged those right before we hit the Kansas border. So we had to get gas and, and like... Eastern Colorado, we gassed up before coming home, and then just pounded our stoner colas that we had been saving, uh, so that we could, you know, sustain ourselves through the <laughs> long and desolate journey through uh, the state of Kansas. And fuck, dude, it was only like five, five, four or five miles in. We looked at each other and we were like, "Wow, I am really high." Yeah. 
It's pretty redonkulous, dude. <laughs> yeah. Shit is uh, high octane. THC. Mon ami. Good times. Good times. Yeah. You want to hear about my first claw game win? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks for your enthusiasm. Yes. I, <laughs> there we yes. go. Yes. Yes. I was at Papa Gino's. Oh, Papa Gino's. <laughs> this is a pizza place in Massachusetts. I was probably like eight or nine. And there was this boy. He uh. was probably like, I don't know. He was probably like six or five or something. Oh. And he kept bugging his dad like he wanted to play the claw game. Oh, know? my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Exactly. And um, so his dad like was talking to i don't know if it was his mom or someone else you know and yeah. he just kept handing the kid dollar bills oh, shit. <laughs> right so that he's like dad 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 i want to play this game i want to play this game he played like at least nine or ten times i mean he was over there for a fucking while damn and then his dad was like dude that's all the money i got like it shows him his empty wallet he's like i ain't got no more money blah blah, blah. <laughs> they got into it Kid got in trouble, which is like, uh, buddy, you just handed the kid your whole wallet. Right. Like, can't yell at your kid for that. And then they left, and like the kid was crying and shit. But Please. I had, I had watched his progress on the machine. Okay. And <laughs> there was this cute little Bulbasaur stuffed animal in there, which he had like picked up just barely, and then it fell. Yep. But it was right on top of stuff, you yep. know. So I was like, okay. I said. I'm going to give myself three tries. That's $3. I would pay $3 for that stuffed animal, but that's it. You know, I've got yep. three tries. And uh, I just am, like, not talented with those machines. But on my third try, I got it. Nice. I was probably, like, 12. Yeah, I was probably around 12, I guess. And uh, I think I said eight before, but now I'm thinking back. It was, like, middle school for sure. Head towards high school. I was real proud. I'd played many a crane game before to no avail. Yep. And I've no I don't think I ever played the candy ones cuz I'm just not really into candy. Yeah. I never really have been, especially the candy selection in there. We were the right age for it for sure. And it's like you're at the bowling on league nights, you're at the bowling alley all, all fucking night. night. So and we yeah. never really dug the they had a little daycare center in there and sometimes we'd go in there and like watch the mask on VHS or something <laughs> like that, you know, but we were more into just kind of hanging out with the adults. But then playing pinball and playing crane game, candy edition, and all that kind of stuff. When I walk by a crane game, I just always am looking for the stack and the placement. Dwadnam rightly points out that Bulbasaur is kind of built yeah. <laughs> nicely for a crane to be able to go down and scoop him up. You know, he's got that sweet. nice big shell on him. Yeah. Um, or he's got the, the nice little, big like, bl- that plant, plant bulb. I was top, thinking yeah. of Blastoise there for a second. No, he's... He's got the bulb. He's got that nice flower bulb that you can just kind of grab on as a crane. Um, I always look for that. Or like anytime there's like a torso exposed, if a if a doll's on its front or on its back, that's really nice because then you can get him around the mm. limbs. Uh, if they're straight up and down and you're just going for a head, it's really tough because it's not necessarily going to grab the head all the way. And then you're pulling and you've got all that weight down there that it's just going to fall out. But if you can get it center of gravity... Then you've got a chance. So, like, a lot of times I'll look and I'll be like, yeah, nothing even has a chance. Nothing is even gettable in, in this particular machine. Or if there's something gettable, I'm like, is it something that I would even want or care about? And then the first try, 
you know, you try to line it up perfect, but you're also like just watching the crane for like, oh, does this thing even grip? Is the toy going to move at all? And like usually for the for the first play, you can kind of figure out if you're going to get it eventually or if you're just wasting your time the whole time. And uh, um, yeah, the claw master over here. <laughs> Sorry, I get distracted. But the Chiefs folder still open. <laughs> I just saw the one with uh, Pat and, and Travis Kelsey that are all like, "Woo!" Yeah, me flashing the boys. Me hanging out nude in the locker room. All sorts of good stuff in that folder. Like, like fifteen of them or some shit. Who's the real them. MVP? Me. Cracking me up, dude. Um, I'm using the bonus one for the bull. But, you know, the claw games are really fun with the little kids, though. Like, you know, because especially our oldest, she's three. So she sees, every time she sees one, she's like, look at that cute cat. I want that cat or something. And you're just like so skilled. You're just like, all right. And then you get it for her. That's happened like at least five times. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, the most recent time was the Chinese buffet. And well. they had a game, and it was a play till you win style. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was like those little rubber, shitty, bouncy balls. And yeah, it was with the nodules on them. It was a fifty cent play, so I was like, oh, what, what the fuck ever. Put two quarters in, and then on the first scoop, like she was like, I want the red one. So the, we aimed for the red one, but since it was play to play till you win, I was like, well, I'll just let Ray do it, you know? Yeah. Forget it, and uh, like I helped her a little, like with the with the handle. But she pretty much put it there because I was like, you know, we don't have anything to lose because she's just going to keep playing until she wins. And on the first dunk, we did double prizes. So she got one, Asina got one, and we just walked out on, on the 50 cents, man. Yeah, and they both got a prize. And yeah, that was a great that was a great crane. Yeah, she experience. got a red ball and a blue ball, and she gave her sister the blue one. and It was so sweet. This uh, next caller has played some crane games, I believe. Okay. Hey, I, uh, hey. I'm pretty sure the last thing I won from a claw game was just candy. Yeah. One of those where it's got, I guess, cheater scoops on it, where it just scoops up a handful of candy, more or less a few pieces. Yep. And gives it to you because it feels sorry for you. I've never <laughs> been good at claw games. I uh, always laughed at that scene from, from Toy Story that, claw. <laughs> but I was terrible at those games. I've never won anything cool. Just candy, you know that hard ass pink bubble gum in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. With you guys in spirit. Oh yeah. Stick. <laughs> we just got that. <clears throat> you mind if I do a jig? Just got the jig going. Yes. Um. Yeah. Call games are tough. That hard ass bubble gum, dude. It tastes. <laughs> <laughs> Not about that ass bubble gum. The ass bubble gum. <laughs> you could miss me with that, to be honest. Uh, another collar. You got some collars, man. Cool. Some collars. Getting them collars in. The first time that I've ever won any, the first time I used one of those claw prize things was at a dildo and vibrator convention. Tight. I, 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 I follow the dildo vibrator convention all across America. I think the last time I went there, I was probably, I think it was in Washington or something like that. Uh, anyway, uh, they had this whole thing set up where you'd like, you get, they had a bunch of 
dildos with balls on them, and then you had some vibrators, and you have a box vibrator. Um, and okay, so so you, so you put a coin in the machine, and then you know you 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 know you have the claw, and then you lower it down. Uh, the the claw, I grabbed both a dildo and a vibrator. Double the prizes. It was so cool. Fuck yeah. Love you guys. Love you, dude. <laughs> the transcription said, I grabbed post and a phone number. <laughs> nice. Man, that caller had the hookup. We could have followed them to some of them yeah. conventions. You put a coin in, just a coin. A coin and to you get, get a, a dildo and a, a vibrator. Oh, man. Yeah, we were playing the wrong crane games, clearly. No joke. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> great great uh, crane game caller. Based and dildo pilled. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the crane games, man. I could, I really get, like, you get into it. My hands start itching when I see one because I'm just like, ooh, what could you get? What could you get? You could certainly get one. Um, remember last time we went on the long road trip out to Mass? It was one of those gas stations had one, and it was like the doofiest fucking giraffe with some glasses on. It's a superhero giraffe. Got yeah. a cape on. Oh yeah, goggles. Cape and goggles. And it just looked so goofy, but I, it, it was like prime position. I was like, I was just in there to <laughs> uh, piss and get a pack of smokes. And then I just saw the draft there and I was like, that draft is gettable. And sure enough, first try I grabbed it. And then, like, here you go, Ray. Yeah, she exactly. She had something, you know, in the car to hold on to. And so. she loves it still. She still, <laughs> she still has that. It fits right in with her little jungle room. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was cute. If it weren't for the claw, man. The claw's the law. Or how about when we first started dating and <laughs> we uh went to a fucking Valmart together and there was a claw crane game and I was I think I was checking out or something. And then you come up to me and you won that cute little frog. He oh, was like yeah. lime green with the purple accent. Sleepy accents. frog. Was that the sleepy frog, the sleepy Ben Carson looking frog? No, that's a different one. <laughs> Bro, I've got all kinds of stuff well, yeah, I've won out I of know, cl- claw games, man. It's true. It's and, true. And I don't sit, like, I, it's just like you're saying. Like, I've got a limit. I'm like, okay, if this thing was on a shelf and I was splurging, what was the most I would ever pay for that? And, you know, <laughs> like three or four bucks is the answer to just about any of those shitty toys in there. So, oh, like, yeah. you, it's like Phone Boy said with a casino, you know, you've got to set your loss before you walk into the thing and say, yeah. all right, I'm prepared to lose four bucks to just set it on fire for the entertainment value of trying to get the toy. And like I said before, sometimes you do the first buck and you realize, oh, dude, this ain't going nowhere. And then you save the three bucks and walk away. Sometimes you don't spend the other three bucks because you just get get it on the first banger there. And, uh, you know, by playing them enough, you kind of get a feel of, like, what's possibly gettable and what's not. And also, I will say those... Crane games with just the three fingers that are, like, super big. They're, like, almost close to a basketball-sized ones, and all of the plushes are really big in there. I have never in my life seen one that's set to a grip strength that could ever pick up anything inside mm. it. I don't even fuck with those. I don't even put a single... I don't I don't ever... No. Nah. Those never. are, like... Those, in my experience, they're 100% scam. I've never seen the big one, like, actually be able to pick anything up. Gotta know your claw games. Mm-hmm. You should. You could write a an e course. 
How to oh, win the claw that. games. <laughs> Put them claw games out of business, man. You could b- take all of the allowance money from all the five-year-olds out there just itching to win the claw games. Now, one of the ones I don't really know a lot about, but they always intrigue me, are like the the pushy ones. The pushy ones? Like uh, in those ones you'll see usually like DVDs or Xbox games or different shit. And okay. basically it's like up, down, left, right instead of like front, back, left, right. And you aim the little stick or whatever, and then you hit go, and it pushes uh, an arm out, an arm shoots out, and you're basically trying to line it up with this little hole, uh, so when it goes out, it goes right into the hole, all right, and, uh, <laughs> get it right in there, and then it drops the DVD or, you know, whatever, sometimes they got, like, watches in there, or, um, in a certain era, it was really popular to have, like, little mp3 players in there stuff like that but i don't have a lot of experience with those ones i've always like seen them i've maybe done them once twice something like that but those ones those ones i don't have figured out like the like the plush cranes the old school classic old school classic we do have another caller all right let's hear it talking about the first time you ever won something so the first time i think i won anything out of a claw machine was in Louisville, Kentucky, because I don't really remember playing very many uh, claw games before this, but uh, I was working at a auto plant down there. Uh, company that I was working for was installing a new assembly line, so uh, I was down there for support. And Walmart uh, down there stayed open 24 hours, and we didn't even have Walmart in the state. And then Walmart back then, I'm sure some of them still do. They got like a little arcade place off to the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, we had done some shopping there with a was with a coworker, and then wanted to kill some time. And then he, we went in there and played a couple different video games. And then I walked over and I played the claw game. And the first try, I got a set of Sony headphones. Nice. Like you know, they were probably like maybe like $10 headphones or yeah. something like that, maybe uh, 15 mm-hmm. out of the claw machine. So then my coworker goes to play it and ends up, I think he played it like 10 times before he won something. So I think it's said where it's like rigged where the claw wouldn't uh, close all the way on something. Yeah. But I don't think before that or after that, I've played the claw game ever again in my life. Yep. So, Got to leave when you're ahead, very right? Very I have a friend that plays it all the time, and he wins quite a bit, I guess. But there's always, like he even says, he goes, a lot of times you're just throwing your money in there and not getting anything in return because the the claw will fail you. Yep. Anyways, can we get a claw in the north here? Uh, winter itch is setting in. getting very itchy. <laughs> you, need a claw. you need an itch. <laughs> claw for the itches. Those itches are bitches, man. Itches are bitches. Yeah, I, those Sony headphones you're talking about is probably like the ones in that. All of the electronics claw games, they'll like package the electronic in that like super trendy looking little plastic box, so it just looks all fancy. But you know, you're just gonna get a kind of like standard ass, semi decent, maybe low tier uh, electronic device out of it, you know. <laughs> but it's always good, like. It's hard to 
have a bad prize when you finally win the claw machine. Because you're right, it's like, it is rigged against you, and so even getting a shitty toy sometimes feels like you're getting one over on them. When, of course, you know, you also put money in the thing, so it's not really like you tricked anybody. You just happen to be walking away with uh, a nice little colorful piece of trash with you, you know. <laughs> there was a... Makes you feel good. On my algo at some point, they popped up this claw machine virtual game where you are controlling claw machines in, like, China or something. Oh, you told me about this. <laughs> and oh, I'm so glad I, I didn't look into I'm it. I'm so too, glad cause... you didn't either. <laughs> but I did. I had, like, a free spin. That combines two of my favorite addictions in one. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not allowed to go near these. Phone game and crane game. These things also fuck the CCP. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know where it might could have been. It could have been anywhere. I don't know. But um, but it took a while to ship my prize. <laughs> I had a free spin, and so I played a game and I won a pencil case. <laughs> oh, fantastic. and they did get it to me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I had to pay for shipping though. Yeah, I remember you describing that to me a while back, and you were just like, "Yeah, it's like you're playing on your phone, but like it's hooked up to a real machine somewhere in some warehouse." And yeah, you're, you're watching like, the video. It's like what the and fuck are you moving the claw in the video? It's that sounds wild. dangerous, bro. Oh, it is certainly dangerous. I'm not. That's why I like didn't look into it then, and I'm not gonna look into it now. No, and no, none of nobody in the bowl should look into it. Yeah, not medical <laughs> advice, but <laughs> not yeah. stock advice. Just don't invest in. <laughs> don't play the crane game. And Ned Ned's right too. You got to walk away if you ever find yourself ahead of the house. Then you can leave and like live the rest of your life ahead of the house. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's what I've done with casinos. Casinos, yeah. <laughs> the f- well, that'll be next week's topic. How about that? First okay. time I ever went to the casino. Okay. And then I, like I can it. save my story for the next time. Oh. And I like uh, what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Just came up with it on first, the fly. First time I ever went to the casino. Do we have the same story or no? Well, no. Yeah, I mean, you'd been before, right? No, that was my oh, first okay. time. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, in Boonville. <laughs> We're saving it for next week, buddy. Well, I just said it was in Boonville. <laughs> this doesn't really give away the fucking plot. <sighs> it just sets the stage. That's like okay. a teaser, man. <laughs> a one teaser. time in Boonville, man, we went to the casino, man. Yeah, it was the anniversary, wasn't it? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you said shit. too much, too no, much. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I know. That's a, that's a great first time, though. Yeah, that um, should be a good one. Yeah, that'll be a great one. First time I ever went to the casino. You can get your calls in day or night. The voice mailbox is always open. That's right. So you got to call. Eight one, <laughs> yeah, 816-607-3663. That's right. You know how to sing it, though. Call 816 Yes, when the drums drop, dude, that's the part where it's like, oh, they stretch it out to the very end, too, and they're like, boom, ba, boom, do, 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 do. Oh, man, it's the best part. It's the best part of calling the bowl is the drum drop there. <laughs> Did you want to roll some uh, gutters and yeah, strikes? Yeah, we Hopefully can have mostly a, strikes. We'll roll a quick uh, <laughs> game before we leave here. Yeah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. 
So an elderly bat went viral this week. He's 33 years old. Yep. An elderly bat, huh? Yeah. Uh, Indian flying fox. Take care, Austin. He's got to run. Night-night, Oz. Thanks for hanging out. I guess that the high end of the life expectancy for these bats is 31 years old. He's 33. Wow. And you can find him at the Bat World Sanctuary in Weatherford, Texas. What a trooper. Yeah, he's hanging in there for sure. I love bats, dude. I love bats, too. They're so cool. Yeah. I was a member when I was a little kid of the uh, Bat Conservation USA or whatever it's called. Oh. BatCon America, something like that. The Bat Group, man. I sent them like 10 bucks and got like their little information and stuff. That's cool. I met a lady that was like one of their ambassadors or something while I was in Arkansas going through some cave. We were visiting. I got, oh, at the time I had family in Arkansas. And uh, yeah, went through cave, saw a bunch of fucking bats on the wall, man. That was the most bats I've ever seen. And they were just like hanging in the wall sleeping because it was during the day or whatever. They shined a light up on them. They're like, yeah, look, they're all asleep. Mm, turn the light back off. Crazy. I just liked, um, that's pretty cool. I've never heard of that group before. Yeah, that's an old bat, man. <laughs> but I used to love sitting outside by myself and just jangling my keys and then watching the bats fly around. Mm. They're like, oh, jingle, jingle. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bats are cool as shit. Um, anyway. 33 Antifa activists decided to occupy a hotel in Washington and demand shelter for the homeless. Did it work, though? Did they, like... Mm, Did the homeless get free hotels? I don't believe so. They were there for quite a fucking while, Mm. though. I mean, I guess they got it while they were occupying. I mean, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Got a little bit of it. Got a little bit out of it. Yeah. They were there at least, you know, an extra day. <laughs> uh, the smallest reptile was discovered in Madagascar. Oh? It's a chameleon about the size of a sunflower seed. Holy shit. That is really small. I'll drop the link uh, to Nat Geo in the bowl. The picture is crazy. They have the little guy on someone's thumb. So you can see the size of the Holy chameleon versus the dude. thumbnail. Yeah. That's wild. It is wild. It seems like a dangerous existence. That being... dude keeps a tight trim on the old nailerino too, man. Look at that. <laughs> yes, he does. He might be a biter. Wow, he's owie. He might be a biter. Yeah. Comes in past the fat thumb part. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm like a once, maybe twice, or once or maybe every two weeks clipping nails kind of good. Yeah. I don't want to get out of control. I'll sometimes keep a longer thumbnail for <laughs> clipping in the garden when it's like time to Oh yeah. Clip leaves. Cutting stocks. It's just easier to pinch them if you have a nice sturdy <laughs> Whatever. <thumbnail. laughs> Cutting stocks over Cutting here. Cutting stocks, yeah. <laughs> when I'm uh <laughs> chaffing <laughs> the wheat. It's <laughs> my thumbnail. Yeah, no. Call it the reaper. <laughs> Although those a mint. Our mint garden right now does need to be controlled. Yeah, the mint is uh, crazy. Mint is out of control. I mean, it's winter now, so it's all dead, but you just wait. Oh, yeah. Speaking of out of control, Uh the Massachusetts police are giving residents tips for dealing with aggressive turkeys, and their main piece of advice is not to let them intimidate you. (laughs) Whoa, steady, lad. Steady. Oh, it's a turkey. 
Turkeys are wild. I seen them on people's roofs. Wild turkeys 101. <laughs> wild turkey 101. Good Yeehaw. go too. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, memories. But yeah, turkeys are big. Yeah, I can. This see, is the thing though for I've, me personally, unless it's like an ostrich or an emu or something like that. Mm. Uh, you you've got a bird that's like. <laughs> At the tallest, as tall as your knees, you're gonna be drop kicking that bird, right? Like this, any, right? Yeah. Any bird of that size and stature is kickable with your foot, and it only takes one kick for them to go the other yeah, way. Yeah, they're gonna fuck That's right it. off. That's it. You're not gonna, gonna say, lose a fight to a turkey unless you don't fight the turkey. Unless, unless you like, are a turkey. Unless you're like <laughs> running away, screaming yeah. in a panicked state, and you don't realize, man. I've got this leg attached to a hip that weighs more than the turkey, and I can use it against this turkey. Boom! <laughs> I've never been intimidated with a bird. I've also never fucked with a bird. Yeah. Like, I love watching swans get revenge on mean little kids. <laughs> that always happens out at Strouds. For sure. They have that little pond, and there's always some little boy throwing rocks at him or running up on him going, Neh! and then that swan just is like, that's it. <laughs> stretches that fucking neck out and its wings out and it's just like Rah! right at that kid <laughs> and the kid always goes running yeah no i've never been intimidated by a bird though i have had a canadian geese chase me on yep. the track field but like <laughs> what it, if it got close enough to nip me i would knock its you know face with my yeah. foot my ankle or my uh <laughs> fist my ankle. Yeah. <laughs> Some Typically part of my foot. you've got shoes on, so you can just kick it with a shoe on. <laughs> right, exactly. I don't know. Net Ned says a turkey can be as tall as my chest and big. What? I'm saying, like, if you found a turkey man that was, like, <laughs> like we're talking pound like a- for pound the same weight as you, okay? So, like, we're matched. But the difference is still that it's a turkey and I'm me and I'm going to kick its ass. No way. No way, no fucking turkey man. I will fight any and all turkeys. Come straight to the bull. I'm taking no shit off no turkey, okay? Send it my way. Oh, our three-year-old has been intimidated by a bird before, though. Yeah. The peacock the at peacock the zoo. The peacock did scream, and it's, she, she had a mild panic. She was like, wow, hi, peacock. And then it was like, ah! It did sound ridiculous. It was like, ah! Yeah, and, she, and what did she go? She went, ah! And she started yeah. screaming, and... We were laughing our asses yeah. up, and the people all around us were like, oh my god, that poor little girl. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But it was so funny, and now she laughs about it. Yep. That peacock scared me. <laughs> yeah. Laughter is the best medicine for trauma. That's, that's exactly for sure. right, man. So, um, Kansas. <laughs> you know how we were, we won like a prize for being the least vaccinated uh, state? Yeah, that's right. We and were, also, update on that. Did we mention? We no. were 52nd place among all states and territories, yeah. dude. So Missouri is last of the last with the vaccines. <laughs> they had to include territories and they got us below 50, man. Yeah. How fucking awesome is that? Like, <laughs> yeah, to... People loved or hate Bruce Springsteen. Not that one, you <laughs> goofy bastard. <laughs> Missouri Smash. Much better. <laughs> so this group that just like mines data put together a list of the most boring states. Oh, yeah. And Kansas ranked in the top five. 
<laughs> but I was like, what makes a state boring? I decided to look it up, what their criteria was, do a little reading here. Uh-oh. And uh, they were looking at places. Let's see if I can take it from them. Uh, okay. Percentage of the population over 60 years old. Percentage of the population over 15 that is married. Percentage <laughs> of household with kids and population density. That's the for population density, the lower is more boring. Right. So if there's less people per square mile. Right. And then, you know, all that other stuff like more kids, more boring. More old people, more boring. More married adults, more boring. More married adults, more boring. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, you're just pointing out some of the coolest places that in the sounds nation. Sounds like <laughs> propaganda to me. Yeah. But uh, Kansas was not the most boring. Um, Idaho, South Dakota, Nebraska, and Wyoming. I mm. think, yeah, Idaho took the prize from them. I say good for you, Idaho. Those seem sort of like the stereotypical idea of a boring state, too, um, just here in the list. But when you hear the criteria, then you're like, well, shit, man. If that's boring. Yeah, like low population density. I'm Snoozy McSnooze or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, this is just, these are just flyover states, guys. Nothing to see yeah, here. Yeah, keep flying. <laughs> keep flying. Your destination is over there. Yeah, where all the people are. You go over Fuck to that off. big crowd. We're full, dude. <laughs> go coof on each other. <laughs> Move to the other place. Now, I have another story about Kansas. Oh, boy. To roll on here. And this was crazy to me. My mind was just blown. Uh-oh. <sighs> Birthday rule blindsides Kansas parents with mammoth medical bill. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is birthday rule i've never heard of this the birthday rule. and i'm definitely i'm not very educated on health insurance and how it works um but okay a young couple had a baby the baby uh was taken and put in the NICU for a low oxygen level stayed there for seven days is a totally fine child now like healthy and normal and everything and you know Taking whisking a baby away to put it in the NICU for low oxygen levels, like there's a lot to argue about there. But anyways, interesting. Uh, with my anti-hospital birthing <laughs> policy, right, right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it sounded traumatic. Like the whole thing sounded like a very bad experience for mom and baby sure. and everyone involved. Like her family was out there and they're like, "Well, we got bad news." And it's like, what? The baby's oxygen levels loaded, so hand it to its mom and let it like. Get some breast milk and warm up and be fine. Anyway. Ride up and down on her chest while she's breathing. Yeah. To get the rhythms and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> but no. Important uh, important first day of life type. <laughs> first moments of life. Exercises. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the most comforting thing you know, the only thing you know, your mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> put me there. Anyway, the bill is $270,000. What the fuck? 207000 of that is the NICU charged. What? NICU charge, yeah, just for having the baby have an emergency. Oh, but the yeah. hospital, you know, putting it in one of those boxes. Um. So anyway, they were going to use the mom's health insurance because it was slightly better. And it would have covered more, they believed. But here's the birthday rule, Okay. Uh, I'm just going to read from an article. When a child is born into a family in which both parents have insurance through their jobs, the parents are supposed to coordinate benefits, meaning they must tell both insurers that their child is eligible for coverage under two plans. 
The parents might be forgiven for thinking they have some say in how their child will be insured. In most cases, they don't. Instead, a child with double health insurance insurance eligibility must take as a primary coverage the plan of the parent whose birthday comes first in the calendar year. What the, the fuck? The other parent's insurance is considered secondary, and that would have been the husband. Why don't they flip a coin instead? <laughs> like, what is this ignorant shit? This model regulation was set by the National Association of Insurance Commissioners and adopted by most states, including Kansas. It's like you're playing a board game for seven-year-olds where they're like, okay, Youngest player goes first. Yeah. So, well wishes for this family. Yeah. And getting this cleared out. Um, it's just fucking insane. I also learned this week from my nana, my great grandma, um, who had a friend who ended up in the emergency room and is now fighting off a ridiculous bill. They can bring you as an inpatient, but preface it with like, I'm going to admit you for observation. And if they say that, your insurance won't cover it, apparently. Because <laughs> you're not, like, an inpatient. You're in for observation. So, Bro, I'm not a guy they want to observe. <laughs> no, this is why I just don't fuck with hospitals. Observe my ass, man. So that was a crazy story. And then, um, do you know Blake Lively, the mm, actress? Can't say I do. Um... I was trying to think of that TV show. Gossip Girl, that's who she oh, was. Not, yeah, yeah. I'm not read in. I'm not read in either. But um, she's 33 years old and recently had a baby. And she says that fashion designers can't dress her since she gave birth. Uh, what? Yeah, because of the changes in her body. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh... They must not be very You're, good fashion designers then. Well, that's what I was thinking immediately is like, right? you should be able to fashion any body. All bodies are different. Yeah. So if she's not like... If you're such a clothes wizard, then why can't you get clothes on this person? Yeah, exactly. But she she wrote about it on her Instagram because she had to put an outfit together herself for a TV appearance and um, you know was kind of complaining about that and just said, it doesn't send a great message to women when their bodies don't fit into what brands have to offer. It's alienating and confusing. And I wish I felt as confident then as I do now, a year later looking back. That body gave me a baby and was pr producing that baby's entire food supply. What a beautiful miracle. But instead of feeling proud, I felt insecure simply because I didn't fit into clothes. How silly is that? But no, it's like, no, those people didn't fit you. She sounds awesome. Mother-pilled. Based just, in mother-pilled. I'm just, just going to put it out there. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad she said something about that because also, like, that. yeah, you're right about, you're not very talented as a fashion designer if you can't yeah. work that body. I mean, your deal is, like, the clothes. I mean, but you know, I get that, like, the ideal high stick fashion, model is, like, uh, right. basically a mannequin. But you, sure, okay, whatever. But welcome to reality. Like, if, if the best cyclist was like a guy that was riding around on training wheels or some shit you know yeah Come also on, man. they gave details into like how she put her outfit together and she's a creative fashionable thinker she put a t-shirt under a dress and it looked fucking awesome huh and like the dress like started it had this like poofy tail that started coming out at the waist so you know you're like your postpartum belly isn't exacerbated because that's all it's about fashion is just you know, flaunting your best parts and, like, concealing the other ones. Or, you know, stuff you're insecure about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. But like there's a way to dress flattering for every body type. Right. You in clothes, I mean, they serve some purposes, including with the fashion side of it. You can kind of accentuate your that's strengths a better word. and hide your weaknesses. Yeah. You know, you Thanks can do for a, being much more eloquent than me. <laughs> you can do it like a combination. Yes. Yeah. I mean if you if you're gonna wear clothes, you might as well kinda Try to look good in them. Yeah. Pick clothes that look good on you. Have fun with it, yeah. Yeah, and have fun. Most importantly, fuck yeah. And also have some clothes around where you don't give a shit. I just feel good. And also feel good without clothes. And then you can <laughs> step outside without getting arrested or making people's day worse. Yeah. You know. Uh, my final story for this evening oh, okay. is about our Super Bowl coming up. Oh, boy. So Budweiser has decided that it won't have ads in the Super Bowl. Um, Brilliant move. (laughs) I believe they've donated their time to uh, allow some uh, TikTok videos of nurses or something. You know, that's they gave up their thirty-second spot for something like that. Some of you know America's finest heroes that we keep hearing about, who are also the only people invited to the Super Bowl, of course. You know, the vaccinated phase 1A folk. Hello! So anyway, but that's not the story. (laughs) The Clydesdales, the Budweiser Clydesdales, will still appear in a beer commercial during the big game. And that beer is for Sam Adams. Oh, shit. Yep. Coming in with the Clydesdales. But. but, Yeah? The commercial will only air in Boston and New York. Why? Because Anheuser Busch, mm-hmm. where did it go? Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> sorry, I lost my fucking web page. Oh no, where did I it know. go? Where did it fucking go? Where did you put it? Where did it go now? So um, far tonight, I'm average. Okay, yeah, the Anheuser Busch is donating its money towards ads towards the coronavirus vaccination awareness efforts. That's how they worded that. So. Yeah, TikTok. I still think TikTok videos could fit in there. <laughs> Probably, but a um, significant chunk is. of the budget. This is what I the point I wanted to make. I didn't know this. Um, why Sam Adams will only air in Boston and New York? Yeah, it's because Anheuser Busch holds exclusive ad rights for national beer ads in the Super Bowl. Oh, that doesn't it, surprise me. I mean, they've been the Super Bowl ad of the everything yeah, looking, centered around it. Looking every back year. on it, I'm just like, oh yeah, but yeah. I don't know. But uh, just because Budweiser won't be there doesn't mean that all their other shit isn't getting an ad. It's a little limp so, dick not to do one this year, though. I mean, come on. Yes, but they, st- your thing. but they still get ads for Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade, Michelob Ultra, oh, and Michelob so, Ultra Organic Seltzer. It's just like yeah. classic Bud isn't getting an ad. <laughs> so it's also like, okay, fuck you guys. Yeah, fuck them indeed. <laughs> Donate I'm donating my time. <laughs> Our 30-second ad space. That's goofy. Yeah, I'm proud to be value for value here on Bowl After Bowl. No doubt. It's the way to be, man. It's the only way to be. Value for value. Well, it's been another great Tuesday. Wonderful Token Tuesday, hanging out with you guys here in the bowl. Hope to see you back again next Tuesday for another episode. Until then, I'll be Spencer, Sir Spencer Wolf, Kansas City. Yep. And I'm Dame DeLorean. May your bowls burn ever brighter. I feel stupid now. Um, it's the weed. <laughs> <laughs>
Smoke in a bowl, sir. Smoke it, smoke in a bowl, sir. Lock on. Smoke on. Smoke in a bowl, sir. Mwah. You mind if I do it, Jay? I've never done a blunt. I'd do one. Bowl after bowl. Bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl, bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.com.